Our scripture reading this morning was from Proverbs 1.33. Let's read this together. But whoever listens to me will deal safely and will be secure without fear of evil. This is the word of God for all people. You may be seated. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how today's going to go. It's been kind of a strange couple weeks. Um, the last couple of weeks for me have been horrendous, just awful. But so many of our church family are ill. There are things happening in the world and in the church, and in my case, a whole laundry list of to-do things. So like I say, I don't know how today is going to turn out. I'm thinking maybe at the end of the service, and we probably should have time, if anybody wants to come to the altar and pray for specific needs or just sit in their chair and maybe join hands with somebody else to pray for something um, that we have lifted up today or something that they just feel led to pray, we can do that. It would be, it would be really nice. Um, two Sundays ago, Pastor Floyd came to me before the service and asked if I would do today's service. And my first reaction was to stick my fingers in my ear and say, no, 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 no. Fortunately, I didn't say anything. Um, he told me to just to look at my calendar and see what I had going on and get back to him. I didn't have to look at any calendar. It was in my head. I knew exactly what was going on. And the next two weeks were going to be packed. I, I mean, we should have had the potluck and the meeting, the church meeting last Sunday. I had a board of ministry meeting, which is always stressful. Uh, it was even worse this time because I got stuck in the traffic jam because of an accident on the turnpike on the way home. So instead of getting home in like 55 minutes, it was an hour and a half before I got home. Um, I had three doctor's appointments. I had the AA babysitting. I had Sunday school. We were going to the engine show. We were going to go on the farm tour um, yesterday. Just, you know, those were the biggie things. Then there are all the little things like cooking and cleaning and doing the laundry and taking care of dogs and cats and everything. I knew Pastor Floyd needed at least at least a week off. Stacy and I had talked about this several times. He had said he just needed a Sunday off. Um, as it turned out, he needed and got more than what he wanted. But, but I knew I was not going to be the one to fill in today. So all through the service that Pastor Floyd had at, and his sermon from 3 John, God was not so gently prodding me, saying, you're going to say yes. At one point, the voice was so clear and so loud that I actually looked at Jim and Carol Gladys, who was sitting on the other side of me, to see if they had actually said something out loud, knowing they hadn't, but hoping maybe they had. Did I want to be diophrophies, to be selfish and concentrate on what I needed or wanted, or to be more like Demetrius, who, was, who practiced the truth of God's word in his life, helping others and caring for others? That's really a no-brainer kind of a question. You know, you don't want to be selfish. 
So after the service, I told Floyd I would do the service today. Doesn't mean I haven't panicked and quite often forgotten to listen to that voice that told me to go do it in the first place and wanted to do it my own way. I'm not really doing anything special. Any of you could be doing the same thing. It doesn't take that much. Um, I was never a public speaker. I barely got through public speaking classes in high school and in college. They were awful. I'd get up there and just freeze. So I'm the only reason I am up here is because of listening to that voice that is telling me, go do it. I will help you get through it. So with that, any of the rest of you can get up here and do it too. doesn't have to be just Sandy, Stacy, and me. Um, when I saw the title on the screen when I walked in today, I really wanted to scream. That just sounds so snooty and I don't know what. When you say, to whom do you listen? I don't talk that way. I really don't. My first title for this was, who do you listen to? That's the way I talk. But there was another little voice in my head when I came, wrote that down. It was my mother saying, Sue, you don't follow, end a sentence with a preposition. That's really bad grammar. Fix it. Whenever I had a theme or a paper or anything to write when I was in school, I always took it to my mom for proofreading for spelling and grammar. I normally got it back with more red marks than I would have gotten back from the teacher. She was a stickler, especially on grammar. My dad and I couldn't spell worth a darn, so you know she took care of correcting that too. She'd been used to doing that. So we're going to forget to whom do you listen and go with, who do you listen to? The first person, the earliest person, people that we listen to normally are our parents. And I think God arranged it that way, that we were put into a family, hopefully with some parents that believed in him, trusted God, and followed him. And that was the voice you listened to, that voice from God coming through your parents. If children are not raised in a household that follows God, hopefully someone else sees that and helps turn them to it. Because Satan will certainly be quick to step in and lead them on. I like, I like many people like to listen to ministers um, I like to turn on the TV and listen to David Jeremiah and Charles Stanley. Um, and I like to read a lot of books by Christian authors. But I have learned, if there is something that they have said or that I have written that I have questions about, I go to the Bible. I go to see if that is something that stands true with biblical truths. You know, sometimes it takes a lot of searching and I have a tendency to get sidetracked because if I get reading something I really like, I will read a whole bunch of stuff and completely forget what I was in there for to start with. You know, I was a kid when, back when I was a kid, we didn't have Google and stuff. We had encyclopedias, you know, 30-volume sets of encyclopedias. And if I had to look up something in the, I know the C one was a very, very thick one, I would start at the beginning and it would take me forever to get back what I was looking for because I was reading all the stuff in between. 
That's kind of what it's like when I go looking for things in the Bible. But it's there. The answers are there. And if you need clarification, you will find them in the Bible. You're not going to find them from your neighbor, sometimes not even your minister or a minister you've seen on TV or a Christian author. I think I've said often enough that I really like the Old Testament. Um, I like searching for hints of the Messiah in there. And they're there, especially in Isaiah. Sorry, Ralph. You know, he didn't like Isaiah, but I really like Isaiah. Um, and the Sunday that Pastor Floyd asked me to talk to, to do today's service, um, the Sunday school lesson was from Acts 7, which was talking about um, Moses. I had not apparently paid much attention to that chapter of Acts before because I didn't really expect to find Moses in the New Testament. But he was there. Um, it was a recap of Moses fleeing from Egypt after he had killed an Egyptian and then tried to intervene in a fight that two Israelites were having. And they said, who are you to tell us what to do? You just killed an Egyptian. We don't have to listen to you. I just apparently hadn't paid any attention to that in Acts. But I went back to the original. I went back to the account in Exodus and reread the whole story, the story of the burning bush and Moses' reluctance to listen to what God was telling him to do. Finally, he listened. He obeyed only once through all those years of wandering in the wilderness and trying to get the Israelites to the promised land. Did he not obey God? And he suffered the consequences. He did not get to enter the promised land because of that one act of disobedience. Maybe the Israelite people would not have wandered in the wilderness for 40 years if they had stopped and listened to what God wanted them to do through Moses. A month or so ago, Pastor Floyd began a sermon, or gave a sermon about no excuses. How many of us listened to that? How many people have decided that Sunday is the day to sleep in and not come to church? I know the pandemic pushed that along quite a bit when we couldn't meet in person, and now we've gotten in the habit of watching it on Facebook but I think God means for us to be in community also. We need the gathering of people when it's safe, when we can do it. But I think we need to listen and do that. Or how about Sunday is the day to go to Cedar Point? Or all the sports that go on, from the kids to the Browns to the Guardians, I said it right, to the Cavaliers. As you heard, we've put Sunday school on hold because we haven't had anyone coming. Thankfully, the older kids are going to youth group, and that is terrific. There's something there for them, at least. How many people came last week to learn a little bit about what's going on in the Methodist Church? I was thinking this place would be packed, and I know last week was a time of a little bit of a COVID scare. But I think the sheet back there said there were 46 people here. That's going to be very difficult when this church gets ready to vote to have whatever happens with only 46 people having any kind of say. 
many of you know that Jim and I spend a lot of time in Spencer, Ohio. Mainly we go there to eat, and we've become part of, sort of part of the community, at least the community in that restaurant. And it's a lot of fun. You know, you got to be real careful what you say because political opinions run high there. But it's, food's good, and it's a good fellowship. But Spencer puts out a community newsletter every month, and I always pick one up. It's interesting to read. There's normally a pretty good recipe in there. There's uh, a word search. There's some of the history of um, Spencer. There are always obituaries, which I hate to admit I read obituaries now, but it's amazing sometimes what you can learn about a community by reading them. Um, but one article that I always like in there is called, um, what's it called? Thoughts for the Journey by Reverend Jeremy Roseberry, who is the minister of Spencer and Lafayette United Methodist Church. And it's always a reflection kind of thing. The one he had in there for um, September was about the celebration Cleveland had six years ago when the Cavaliers finally brought a championship home after 52 years without one. A few days after the win, they had the celebration downtown. 1.3 million people were there. Roughly 10% of of Ohio's population to celebrate the winning of a basketball game. They will spend, and sports fans are some of the most fanatic people in the world. They will spend millions of dollars on tickets, on parking, on food, on merchandise. But where is that same declaration or giving of money to filling our church's missions coffers? Or attending? Or listening to God even for one Sunday morning for giving up one thing during the week? to be in a church attendance on Sunday. God does speak to each and every one of us in completely different ways. Um, I always kind of hate saying that God speaks out loud to me, but he does, Um, especially when I was working and I was leaving home about 4.35 o'clock in the morning and driving into Bay Village, and it was dark. I, had no, I didn't turn the radio on. There was not much traffic. That was my prayer time. And I didn't sit and pray. I mean, I talked to God like he was sitting in the passenger seat with me. And there were many times that I actually heard a voice saying something to me. There used to be a show on television. I think it was called Herman's Head. It was a comedy half-hour sitcom, and it was about this guy, and he had these four other people that were outside of him, but they were the voices in his head. I think I probably have more than four of those in my head, but God's there. He's in all of us. He's in our hearts. He's in our heads. He will find different ways to speak to each and every one of us. You just need to choose to listen. And if you doubt, go to the Bible. If you aren't sure, ask again. He will tell you again. He wants to be part of our lives. He wants us to hear him. He wants us to follow him. Remember those wor- the last final words from Proverbs 133. 
but whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. I think we live in fairly evil times. I think we need all the help we can get in facing what is going on in our world, in our churches, in our lives. And I think the only person who can give that to us is God. Those words, I think, offer a lot of comfort. So I think, you know, we can, we can go ahead and sing our final hymn. But like I say, if you want to come up and pray at the railing, if you just want to sit in your chair, you know, we have a lot of heavy prayer concerns. We have Paul. We have the, all the people that have with COVID. We have Pastor Floyd and Phyllis Ann. We need to keep them surrounded with prayer. And if you want to take the time to stick around and do that, please feel free to do.